Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. Let's do this! everybody and sometimes yee there's definitely yees ladies and gentlemen you are now watching distance nerdy he's mighty young phil and he is the strongest avenger jamez 5000 and we're here to nerd together we're talking about anything pop culture movies food music wrestling whatever you're nerding out on we want to talk about it and that was the fastest you've ever said that i know i know right guys gotta follow us on instagram facebook twitter twitch youtube linktree tiktok all at distance nerding jamez how you feeling man feeling good feeling good feeling ready let's do it Mm. you got like all your energy you're you're alive raring to go ball of energy not a ball of of virus i'm ready to go let's do it let's do it oh yeah well guys this week on deck we've got the download what if mr fantastic and deadpool did a movie together hmm. starting rumors is superman coming back from the dead again oh right and then we got the breakdown and in bigum sized breakdown we're talking miss marvel hell yeah but guys oh. but first let me get a shout out <laughs> Shout out to Poddex. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are a unique interview questions and episode starting prompt in the palm of your hand. So whenever you are a new podcaster or an existing podcaster or looking to grow your audience, get more engagement, interview people while you build Legos, you gotta check out Poddex at poddex.com. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Interviewing people while you build Lego. Yeah, totally a new thing. Use code NERDING10, NERDING10 for 10% off so you can 
interview all kinds of celebrities and friends and family and artists and and I don't know garbage pail kid artists and comic book creators. It's great. Do it all. Do it Garp all. Garbage kid artists and all of the things. That sounds like a lot of fun. That was my hint for you to be like, hey, we got to reach out. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely have to reach out. But guys, I mean, you know, if the show in itself is powered by Poddex, then you may ask, where the hell does Young Phil get all that energy? Well, let me tell you where. Guys, he gets it from Dubby. Dubby is an emerging brand of energy drinks to help create it to help focus concentration reaction time with no jitters or crash. Dubby contains no maltodextrin, no sugar, no fillers, no artificial colors or dyes. Guys, to find out more about Dubby, go to www.dubby.gg and put in the code NERDING10 and you get 10% off in this four delicious flavors. Hit Thomas Wong with them flavors. Tell him what's up. Thomas Wong, let me tell you about the flavors, man. We got Dub Sludge, which is a uh, Granny Smith apple and secret sauce. You got the Galaxy Grenade, which is watermelon, guava, and lime. And if you think that's a weird combination, it tastes like Skittles having sex in your mouth. It is delicious orgasms. Uh, from oh. there, from there, we've got my favorite flavor, and that's Dragonade. Dragonade is a dragon fruit strawberry pink lemonade. And then, of course, the newest of the flavors, we've got Beach and Peach. Beach and Peach is a mango white peach cooler. And then, of course, the Passion Joy Tea, which is a passion fruit iced tea. Uh, and that is the five flavors. Now, guys, this passion, is passion, joy, joy. <laughs> that was pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, now, guys, I'm not giving this away tonight, but I have a brand new tub of Dragonade. What? I'm going to be giving this away. I'm going to do another giveaway here on, on the grams because we're going to do it for the gram. And I'm going to be giving away this brand new tub of Dragonade. This happens to be my favorite flavor of all the flavors that are here. So, guys, be on the lookout. That tag is going to be coming up pretty soon or that um not tag, but that um post, that post uh, will be coming up pretty soon. So make sure you uh, be on the lookout for that. Now, tonight's combination of delicious flavors. I'm going to be doing the new flavors tonight. So I'm going to do uh, Beach and Peach and Passion Joy Tea as a mix up here. Joy, joy. Passion, passion, 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 joy, joy. Is that Ren and Stimpy? I didn't even remember the reference. Don't forget. Joy, joy, joy. Nerding10 at W.GG. That's right. And get 10% off. That is right. Now, guys, I, like I think it might be just enough time or time for what is it called? What was that again? The Geek Oh, look at you at the end. California Republic Comic Con, Placerville, California, September 25th. It's like two months away. Two months away. I'm doing math in my head. Took all the brain power. Don't oh my God. Do math. It is terrible. <clears throat> it's not good. It's going to, I can't wait for this. We have got done what, four, four Colossus Girl cons this, just this year already. So we've been to Oregon. We've been to Idaho. We've been to Nevada. We've been right here in, in California, um, down in the Bay Area. But this one, California Republic. Public Comic Con 
Pond is in Placerville, California, just outside Sacramento. It's in our backyard. Yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. I'm super excited. Uh, I was talking to Marina earlier. They're gonna start announcing panels probably next week. Oh, super I'm excited. excited about that. I can't uh, wait to see who we're gonna be interviewing because that's that, right. Pull back the curtain a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know who we're interviewing yet. As of right now, we don't <laughs> As know. Of right now, but that's all right. That's all right because I like it. It's fun. Yeah. Always they always bring super interesting guests. It's everybody's like so different and interesting and unique to the Colossus Girl cons. Like Brian A. Prince. Like it's so cool to meet the Predator. Oh, by the way, he was also in uh Civil War. Oh, by the way, he was also in Black Panther. Oh, oh by the way, he's awesome. gonna be on our show in like two weeks. Exactly. By the oh, way, yeah, he's guys, I haven't announced the August slate, but I just uh I've, I've got to build it, but uh we're gonna be putting our schedule out for uh for August pretty soon here. Right. It's nuts. It's nuts. So anyway, California Republic Comic Con, Placerville, California, September 25th, where they're going to be announcing uh, probably next week some of the uh, panelists that are going to be there. But again, just like every one of the Colossus Girl Cons, amazing artists, amazing vendors. Hopefully we'll see uh, Darren Chibi out there. We'll Eric see... Ruiz said he's going to be in Placerville, so we will oh, be seeing okay. Eric we Ruiz. Uh, hopefully it's not just Eric. Uh, hopefully we've got some Lucharilla's uh, stuff. Oh. Maybe some early merch concepts. I, I don't know. I, I don't know this for sure. I'm just throwing it out in the ether. That's that's really what I'm doing. Eric, we got to talk more because I want to know what we're going to do for like merch or like lithographs or anything. If you're going to be signing stuff, it's going to be awesome. Super right. cool about that. Super cool. Um, uh, in the chat just mentioned that it's T minus three days for SDCC. Yeah. Well, I think it's right now. I think it's technically starting right now. So um, before I forget, uh, I think Luis Rivera will also be in Placerville for California Republic Comic Con. All the cool, all the cool artists will be there. I think Chris Marinin, but I can't, I'm not, it's not confirmed. So I don't want to give away too much. Anyway, tons of vendors, tons of artists. Uh, the cosplay contests at these events always go off. So um, make sure you stick around for that. Uh, super cool. That Colossus Girl gives away like cash prizes and ticket prizes. So you can even get like a, like a forever pass to the events. That's, I think that's so cool that you can. By the way, here's a ticket. You can oh. come to this event forever, forever. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, no, what Cam was saying is it's three days for the um, for the Gem State uh, summer. Uh, cosplay contest. Oh, three days until the gem state one. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, and you know, we'll have a booth, so probably Tyler will be hanging out at the distance nerding booth in Placerville, um, giving away stickers, giving away distance nerding stickers. If you want to pick up a hat, pick up a shirt, talk to Tyler, he'll be right there at our booth while we're running some panels. So much fun. September 25th, Placerville, California, California Republic, Comic-Con.com. More information posting very, very soon. I'm excited, man. I'm always excited. I have so much fun at these cons. Uh yeah. Hopefully at uh in Placerville I'll be able to uh well number one hopefully I'll have my new addition to Unipool but if I don't if I don't I mean hopefully I still get a chance to do Unipool this time you can do Unipool whenever you want I couldn't do Unipool at the last show because we were so busy uh through the <laughs> entire show there was no way for me to do it yeah. I you can sit I in a in a onesie all day long in ninety degree heat that's fine you technically you. technically I could have done him for the cosplay contest but um the costume was actually in your car we never pulled it out and i was like yeah it's gonna be kind of weird for me to like run out grab the costume run back change into the costume and then come back on stage so like i was like yeah i'm just gonna skip it i hear you it would have been I funny know. if i showed up as unipool at that at that cosplay contest though yeah that would have been fun that's your that's your thing now you gotta crash every cosplay contest that you can find as unipool like we did in reno oh man the 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 moderators in reno were not expecting me to go up there and and do all the things that i did and they had so much fun with it. Right, exactly. Well, we got on the hook for 
um, being judges for the contest. I didn't know that was going to happen, but it yeah. was cool. It was cool. I, I think it would have been fun if I could if I could have judged the contest as Unipool the entire time. <laughs> Stole the show. All right, let's ideas, get into this. Ideas, ideas. All right. Well, uh, I think it might be time for the download. Uh-oh. Better late than never. <laughs> you good? I'm fine, man. I'm great. All right. Yeah. Don't forget, check out the Distance Nerdington post on Facebook for all the news, all the trailers, all the reactions, you know, everything that's going on in the nerd world. Uh, anything you're nerding out on, make sure to go check it out. There's always, I mean, we're like in Comic-Con week, so there's going to be a, a ton of news dropping in the next few days. God, next um, week is going to be, a, we're going to just be ready for a long episode next week. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a ton of stuff going on so make sure you check out distance nerdy post on facebook uh trailers and all the business i think we, we what did we post the house of dragons they put they just posted a new um trailer i think they're gonna have a panel at sdcc so they're they just released the pan or the trailer today so it's all happening yo yeah 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 i'm ready for it all okay for all of the fun let's get into this news so ready for this jeff goldblum says yes 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 hey us uh it, it finds a way yes <laughs> you know it's funny is the, the 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 bracket that I or not the bracket but the 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 banner that I put up on screen? Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a uh, Zeus uh, finds a way. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was my Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, Jeff Goldblum is set to take on the role of a vengeful Zeus in a Netflix Greek Greek mythology dark comedy series called Chaos. Kind of interesting. Like, Very all right, neat. we just got Zeus in uh, in the MCU, so let's spin it and and see what Netflix can do. So I guess Hugh Grant was originally supposed to play Zeus, but he dropped out over scheduling and then they got jeff goldblum i kind of think that's uh that's an upgrade uh, that's gonna be interesting man because i mean the, hugh grant and and jeff goldblum are completely different actors so i mean you know, you know like they're co- like complete opposite spectrums of each other as far as like the way that they they go about roles so it's gonna be interesting to see like you know who hugh grant being somebody who probably would have like taken like a calmer maybe like a more sarcastic uh view of the role to being someone like jeff goldblum who um <laughs> kind of like over overdoes the role a little bit which is a good thing i mean i love the way he does it yeah i love jeff goldblum he's super funny i love how he's such like a character like of himself yeah so he's just like a better version of his character of him it's, it's so weird it's so weird right. thomas wong is is doing uh you taking requests i don't <laughs> i think he's asking for us to both do a chewbacca you want to do a chewbacca real quick i think that's you uh, I, I just want to see what your chewbacca sounds like okay okay all right <laughs> There you go. I don't know why <laughs> why that came up, but it, it happened. Yeah. Hey, we'll uh, do anything to buy your both, affection. Those were both pretty terrible. Yeah. All right, keep going. I have a uh, chaos opsis. Chaos opsis. Synopsis. I love how you do the synopsis at the end. So it's a chaos opsis synopsis. <laughs> I love how that sounds. All right. Thomas said mine was better, by the way. What's that? Thomas said my Chewbacca was better, by the way. I, of course. It, of course. It. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Chaos is described as a contemporary take on Greek mythology, exploring love, power, and life in the underworld. Nothing is sacred in Koval's bold reinvention of Greek mythology. Think tracksuits, not togas, except that the treachery and arrogance of the bunch of inconsistent gods and their 
their cosmic machinations, something, some things never change. That'll be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see his take on Zeus. Mm -hmm. I dig it. So the series will consist, uh, again, it's called Chaos. The series will consist of eight episodes and is slated to begin production later this summer for Netflix. I got a bunch of Netflix news. Yeah, I know. I saw that. So in more Netflix news, who knew losing a million subscriber subscribers would be a good thing? Isn't no. that weird? <laughs> it is super weird to like you lose all that kind of stuff. And like you lose everything, but you yeah. still kind of win in the end. Yeah, exactly. So Netflix uh, second quarter of 2022 earnings have come in with a streamer losing 970,000 subscribers during the three months. So, you know, quarter two. Yeah. So just short of like a million dollars. Um, I guess from the beginning of the month or from beginning of the year through March, they lost 200,000 subscribers. So you're like, what the hell? What is happening? And why is losing a million subscribers a good thing? I mean, I think it's a combination of two things. I think it's a combination of their prices continuing to increase uh, and then them cracking down on um, on people sharing, sharing. And I think a lot of that, like, I, I wonder if it's like actual subscribers that they're losing or if it's viewership mm, could, you know what i mean but why is that good a million subscribers i guess the projection was for quarter two they were supposed to lose two million subscribers so they only lost half that so i guess it was like a good thing they're like um i guess that's a win yeah, they're like uh you know we we didn't lose as many as we thought we were yeah. going to so i guess that's winning <laughs> right <laughs> but check this out. I didn't even think of this when it when it came out. But um, so season four, Stranger Things, massive hit, thirteen Emmy nominations. Um, the new season was split into two parts, and the first half, right, came out in Q two, May twenty seventh, and then the second part came out on July first, which is technically quarter three. I'm like, ah, so they they kind of like um packed Q two and they set up Q three. Like I didn't even think of that when when they were releasing it, but it makes so much sense. Like. Weird. Hey, yeah. we're gonna hook you for uh for q2 it going into q3 so you have to stay with us right right it was kind of like yeah that was their way of like keeping people i know it's crazy oh what what's going on here i just saw the i'm just catching up so eric is saying uh AEW possibly had their most violent main event tonight on dynamite barbed wire everywhere death match yeah this is they're in the middle so wrestling news uh AEW, they're in the middle of fighter fest and it was eddie kingston versus chris jericho um painmaker version of chris jericho um, in this barbed wire barbed wire match, so it was like it was like a a, a pay per view. This card tonight is stacked, by the way. It's a it's like a mini pay per view, but on network TV. So 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 Kingston just made the list. He just made the list. Barbed <laughs> wire. So hopefully, if you have cable still, you can watch Dynamite since mine is DVRing right now. <laughs> uh, I'll be able to watch it tomorrow. <clears throat> That's tomorrow's news. Okay, let's keep going. We got more Netflix news. So yeah, right, lose a million subscribers. What are we going to do? What, how do you how do you solve that? Let's add ads. Yeah, they're just like, I, I, are they trying to drive people away? I know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So soon Netflix uh, will have a cheaper version of itself with an ad supported option for people who are choosing Netflix to binge all their stuff. So, it's, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like, let's see if we can lower the price point and just um, get new subscribers, but also kind of on the back end, earn yeah. some revenue with ads. Right. <clears throat> 
So in the latest note to shareholders, this company announced it's in hopes to ready the launch of an ad-supported platform for early 2023. They didn't announce prices or anything yet, but what is, I think I pay 15 bucks a month. Some people are paying, what, 20 Yeah, well, I dropped down to the $15 a month one. Right, right. It was like the HD or something like that. Yeah, like, I, like, I don't have high def anymore just because it's too expensive. Right, honestly. Honestly, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah. You're happy. Um. So um, they, what do they say? They're going to test this out in Latin America. Of course they Right, right. You know, there's a lot of ads. You know, people people need uh, ads for their, um. what's something Latinos eat? Takis? The Takis? Yuka con chicharron. There you go. I'm down with some chicharron. So um, the streamer unveiled last week, it will partner with Microsoft for the ad platform. Uh, I, I was going to comment on that. I was going to say, it's probably all going to be Fanta ads anyways. <laughs> Fanta ads? Yeah. That's all, that's all they drink down there is Fanta. <laughs> I love me some Fanta. I can't blame them. Uh, by the way, uh, our man, Jester G-Man, just chimed in and said, good evening, gentlemen. What up, G? What's up, Gar? Gar, honestly, right now, right now, I appreciate you watching. Leave us on, but go in the other room and watch AEW. It, it's going to be a huge pay-per-view card, but on TV. Go watch right now. Chris Jericho's on. You're, you're going to be happy. John Moxley's going to be fighting later. You're going to be happy. Go watch. Moxley fighting tonight. I don't know. I just know he's fighting. Okay. Um. Okay, let's keep going. I'm trying to get through news quickly, but I keep getting derailed. It's my fault. Sorry. It's all good. Okay, so we what? It, let's recap. So we uh, lost a million subscribers. We're adding a an advertisement platform. Um, now, what are we going to do? Um, let's say everything is awesome and buy an animation studio. Right. <laughs> Netflix everything is all is over the place. Um, Netflix is, is cool so when you're part of Netflix. Everything is awesome. Everything so cool when you're part of Netflix. Netflix announced that they've acquired an Australian animation studio, Animal Logic. So we've been making um, Lego jokes, but they're the animation studio that made Happy Feet, which I think there's like four of those. Legends of the Guardians. Um, and then the Lego movies. So that's the big one is that they make the Lego movie. And those movies are awesome. Everything that they do is awesome. Exactly. So I guess they're based in Sydney, Australia, and they've been producing effects and animation for like over three decades. I had no idea that, that the Lego movies were made in Australia. They're not even um, American. No, they're not even American. They have a second studio in Vancouver, but that's still I mean, not America. I mean, Lego's not even American. It's it's Nordic. Now you're going to tell me Legos aren't American? Yeah, they're not. Well, you're going to tell me they're fucking Swedish or something? They're, they're from Norway. What? <laughs> that is true. So crazy. Um. So why do they buy an animation studio? Obviously, Netflix is a big player in the game when it comes to streaming, right? The other big player, Disney. Right. And that's l literally their backbone has been animation. So they're really going to compete with like Disney and uh, DreamWorks. Like mm -hmm. DreamWorks makes, I'm trying to think some of the stuff that they make, like um, all the Shrek movies. Shrek, um, Life of Pets, like all that kind of mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. Illumination! Illumination! So, I mean, they're expanding. They're going to they're gonna have an animation studio. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think some of the S thought they, um, some some of the movies that they released. Um, oh, that's right. Netflix came out with Claws earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. And now, here's the thing. Mitchells versus the Machines uh, was a movie they purchased, though. So that wasn't a movie that they, they did in-house. But it got nominated for an Academy Award. Right. So all that is is just rack up another Academy Award nomination for Netflix. So whether right. they buy it or they got to produce it themselves, that's what they want. They want right. quality content that they can sell to people and be like, yeah, look, we got, you know, nominated for for an Academy Award. You exactly. Know? That's what they're looking for. So, and I guess the new one, um, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, the Sea Beast is doing really well too. 
I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet. Yeah, I don't uh, even know what it's about. <laughs> Chris Neal said, Legos aren't American. That's horrible. Who said that? Chris, Chris Neal. Neal. He goes, also, what's up, players? What up? Is yeah, he? Yeah. Chris, are you watching AEW as well? Oh, my goodness. So much wrestling yeah. happening right now. And then Thomas Wong uh, shouting out minions. I love minions. It was good. So what do you what do you think? Is this is this a good move for, for Netflix? I mean, lost a million subscribers. You know, they're adding an, an ad platform. They go out and buy an animation studio. Are they desperate or is this all strategic? It's strategic for them. You know, like it's it's always going to be, you know, that's the smart move for them, right? Because the whole thing is, you know, and if you can get a good animation studio and a good uh, special effects studio, you're good. And I mean, they they have good special effects. Uh, all it's going to do is add to to what they're doing already as it is. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. That is true. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of down with this. I'm, I'm good with Netflix coming out with their own content and maybe they'll just have uh, more outlet for, for animated stuff now. Right. So instead of buying it all they can create it themselves they'll, they'll have their own bluey i dude i love bluey i love bluey all right let's let's move away from netflix that was a lot of netflix news yeah. uh let's talk amazon prime video is recruiting eddie murphy for a new holiday movie on on the streamer it's going to be called candy cane lane <laughs> i don't I'm, know about this i'm I don't inter- know like i'm interested in knowing more i don't i mean netflix did a good job with their christmas movies that they've been putting out right so i mm-hmm. mean i'm sure if amazon steps it up and gets you know and then they start putting out more um, kind of like more visible original content because a lot of their stuff is niche, right? So it's like uh, if, if they start putting stuff out there that's get, that gets attention, then maybe they can like grow their subscriber base, which I mean, even then, like, you know, you they already own everybody as it is. So, I mean, yeah, I just spent a lot of time watching Amazon. I was just like, you know what? Let me just explore Amazon. And I ended up watching um, uh, Fluffy Breaks Even. So, you know, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. Oh, God. Yeah, he has it. three seasons of like a food show what yeah i know right I didn't so know that. the whole premise is him going on the road right like doing his shows right going with his comedy friends that are opening up for him trying different food in the various cities that that he's going to and then it's called Fluff, fluffy's breaks even so one day they'll eat all the new food that people are talking about that places they should go visit but then um the next day they go do a workout oh wow so that's the whole thing about breaking even like we're gonna get all these calories eat all this junk food and then we're gonna break even by doing this workout they'll go uh they played football they went to an mma gym they did crossfit they did all kinds of different stuff it's it's a really fun show fluffy breaks even i have to check that out man uh you do you remember there was a comedy special where you talked about like how he lost so much weight and he was like pretty much because i'm on the road all the time it was like he would eat like a plain mcchicken and a plain mcfish or like fish sandwich from from mcdonald's yeah he lost 100 pounds yeah on ddp yoga and they talked about it in the show i didn't know that yeah Yeah. and and it's great because you know spoiler ddp ends up on the show because uh one of the episodes they go to atlanta and he ends up in this crazy restaurant where they the food is like piled everything is like huge like the pancakes are bigger than the plate type thing he ends up there and he posts about it and then next thing you know ddp comes walking and he's like what are you posting (laughs) it's so good that is is funny man i love it it was fun total setup but i love it i don't even know where we are i just want to talk about fluffy oh anyway eddie murphy that's where we are candy cane lane i have no idea what this what this is about but check this out so it's being produced by amazon ton of money behind it um with imagine entertainment
Entertainment, Eddie Murphy Productions. It'll be directed by Reginald Hudlin um, with a special, with a spec script. So like a potential script by Kelly Younger. Okay. Which is like, which is like all right, okay, what, is, what does that mean? Um, Younger has credits that include Muppets Now, Muppets Haunted Mansion, which was actually kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Frozen 2, Moana, and Raya the Last Dragon. So, so she's got some, she's got some Disney heavy hitters on her, dude. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then on, on the other end of that, so it's a reunion. Eddie Murphy, Reginald Hudlin, and Brian Grazer, who teamed for Boomerang back in the 90s. Yes. It's them coming back together. So I, wow. I don't even know if this is live action or animated, but I'm I'm super like into this already. I'm down with this. Right. But I mean, Eddie Murphy, like it's kind of been a sleeper, but he's kind of in a big comeback right now. He has been, man. And it's just been kind of like just underlying. Like, you're like, oh, Eddie Murphy's in that. Oh, Eddie Murphy's in that. It's like he's been in um Coming to America for Amazon. Right. Um, Dolomite is my name for Netflix. It was such a good movie. He won an Emmy for, for um, hosting Saturday Night Live. Beverly Hills Cop 4 mm-hmm. is being created directly for Netflix. Dude, there's so much going on. Yeah. Um, and wasn't the Saturday Night Live thing, wasn't that his first SNL appearance like since he left? Oh, maybe. It could have been. It was, uh, there was like a big deal about that. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Eddie Murphy's making a big comeback right now and it's all it's all streamer stuff. So yeah. I'm kind of into this. Kind of into it. So I don't know about Candy Cane Lane, but you know, I'm all for it if it, it's got Eddie Murphy. Right. So what do you think? Do you think this will be good? I think it'll be good, man. Or are we going to have, are we going to fall for another banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> Hey man, I'm not gonna fall for no banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> oh man, uh, Chris Neal, uh, or actually Eric Ruiz in the chat saying, "What's everybody's opinion on the whole Vince McMahon, aka Old Man Withers, fiasco in WWE?" Oh, the um, the uh, uh, allegations, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did it happen? I Probably. Believe. You know, it, is it gonna affect WWE? I mean, I think it is. I think they're gonna adapt and change. And I mean, if in a weird way, it could be good because this may clear the way for say. Stephanie. I was going to say, Stephanie needs to be given the helm. because and, and Triple H, you know, and they are both very roster driven. Right. Like they are both very like, we're doing for the boys and the girls in the locker room. So yeah. I think they're going to have, if things, you know, change. And if there's anybody that knows how to write good stories and take care of the locker room, it's Triple H, man. Yeah. And by the way, you know, uh, this is also on the heel or on the, on the heels of um them going from PG to what, TV 14 or something like that. Yeah, they just uh decided to start getting out of the pg era so that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with that yeah i think technically like next raw will be tv 14 but i think they're waiting till after SummerSlam. if if i heard that rumor correctly mm-hmm. that things are changing so what what's chris saying uh chris said uh reginald hudlin has made a lot of solid films for a long time mm-hmm. uh, now he also weighed in on the vince thing he says i think jericho said it best when he said vince did nothing wrong business wise vince was definitely morally wrong though that that's probably true. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jester G-Man says WWE back to TV 14 McMahon, not shocked. It'll be interesting. I wonder I wonder if this is going to affect Naomi or Naomi and Sasha somehow. I don't know, man. Um, Honestly, if if Vince has to, st- we're so like deep in wrestling out of nowhere. If, if Vince has to step down, I think that's a clear path for Sasha and Naomi to come back in some way. Or in for them way. to get their exit because I know Sasha's been trying to get an exit. I mean, right. But I mean, like you know if the whole reason for them leaving has 
has more to do with again their treatment uh also with i mean you know it's, there's there's been rumors for a while and it's been kind of coming out a lot more lately about vince still trying to sell sex and uh like i mean you know ember moon left and she was like yeah i mean they wanted me to dress a certain way and i didn't want to do that you know and they there's been a lot of people a lot of female wrestlers who have left and said that wwe wanted them to sell their bodies and they didn't want to do any of that and uh you know when stephanie when stephanie started stepping away you started noticing that the women's wrestling division started floundering hard uh and like the storylines have not been as good the matches have been decent but it's like you know they just haven't they haven't been garnering anything and i think a lot of that has to do with just the level of respect that it gets from mm-hmm. the writing staff and from the management mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure sasha and naomi were feeling that plus on top of that there might be i mean you know there's a touch of racism going on with, with their situation uh i think with vince stepping down if stephanie if especially if stephanie comes back i think that that is a reason for them to stay and mm-hmm. you know kind of come back and do their thing or if it is something stemming to to, to there being more then i think that's their you know kind of like okay well we we want to get out of here right you know that makes sense that makes sense yeah i'm excited i'm excited can anybody find their phone am i missing my phone i'm that's missing my phone she left her phone in the office <laughs> <laughs> i do that all the time too yeah uh, you know when it comes to the female wrestling thing i want to see them back but honestly it, it's weird with the wwe women's roster like they have never been like at full force like when was the last time we had charlotte and becky and sasha and bailey like all there at the same time yeah. and and then a bunch of up-and-coming people after that we haven't had that yet and like, you haven't had the four the, the, the horse women and i mean you really haven't had the horse women doing their thing you know mm-hmm. and then on top of that yeah i mean there's nobody putting these, this new talent over you know and it's like you know the, there's good ideas that happen but then they die within a week you know like you started a stable with edge and it was like oh my god they're bringing stables back whole thing just disappeared you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's just they kind of got a stable kind of but i mean there's like again it, it's there there's, there's not really any respect being treated to it you know mm-hmm. and and they're not really building around stables um aside from the bloodline which again there's not very much happening with the bloodline to begin with you know it's just kind of like there's they're, they're, they're not writing the stories where it's driving these groups it's not like again I, and I always bring back these groups it's not like nation of domination where they like week in week out they were dominating the scene you know and then you have uh degeneration x and then you had you know like just all the different stables that you had in the 90s and the way that they were treated you don't have that same treatment with the current with the two current stables that we have right now there's only two i so don't understand why it feels like stables create so many options right i don't understand why they do it. like they do it in aew and they work perfectly somebody yeah. gets hurt or somebody leaves or something they fill it in so easily and they just mix and match and move things along you know right like, i mean the, 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 it, you don't have to write contingencies and then do um like fill-ins right like a lot of times you get these these matches where it's like oh someone got hurt last night so we're doing this last minute pick and the pick that they do doesn't make any sense and it just ruins the match for for the 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 people who are watching if you have a stable that this person is a part of it's like Mm -hmm. okay you know such and such got hurt so here's my second in command and they're gonna take my place you know like like that's that's exactly what aew does like uh brian danielson keep forgetting if that's That's brian danielson i can't i can't remember which one's Brian Danielson is his real name. That there you go. Brian Danielson. He gets hurt, but they've already groomed, you know, the black Blackpool Combat Club. They've already groomed Wheeler Yuta to step right. up and be 
like a player and it was flawless it was just like okay we got wheeler yuta in and daniel bryan you're out you know it was so easy to to make that happen right and uh before we move on because we are like super tangenting on wrestling which is fine because it, we're nerding out on it right now but I, i'm gonna go through uh all these comments because there's a lot of comments on on everybody weighing in on this uh just g-man says sasha and naomi are gone for now but i believe they will be back one day uh eric reese says i believe vince leaving completely is uh the way for wwe to have better quality tv which i 100 agree with i think vince needs to step step away mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. eric also says uh he's way too old to run things uh chris neal says that he agrees with uh what i was saying earlier about uh sasha and naomi uh just g-man back in here he says i'm right uh if stephanie becomes more involved women's wrestling will get better again almost like 2015 2016 right and, and that's what i was saying is is that it floundered off when stephanie started stepping away and now there's no respect for the women's division at all and it's like we need that back we we need that like when we were getting uh uh full-on events for women you know what i mean mm -hmm. like where where they were doing you know just the writing was good and the characters were good okay let me, let me let me play the heel let me play the heel for a little bit i love playing the heel when it comes to wrestling wrestling conversation right so i totally agree with what you're saying i'm gonna flip it though i'm gonna flip it like uh who was it jester g was saying that the roster's depleted and whatnot if we're just talking about women this is the chance for people to step up and if you're not stepping up right now you're completely missing out and you may never be able to step up where are you rhea ripley you know like step up natty finally find your character and push where are you we're about to lose ronda rousey again like mm -hmm. there's going to be spots that open up becky is playing a brand new heel just so bianca can have the spotlight bianca get over you know you have to find a way to get over with the fans and make your character more than just a baby face um that that doesn't want to take no for an answer you know like you have to have a a, a bigger character than you are right now like again a lot of it is also writing a lot of it is also writing like sometimes you're limited by what the writers give you yes you know? yes but like you have to elevate what material you have and again you know to agree with you to an extent that a good actor can take shit material and and make it good right you know that's 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 something that's there like you know these these people who are not stepping up take the crappy characters that you're being given and and try and find a way to elevate it right but i mean like at the same time it's you know you're you, they write them into corners a lot of times i will say totally agree but you have to find a way you have to find a way to get over like when becky started this heel turn with big time bex i hated it i hated it for the wrong reasons i didn't believe it but mm -hmm. how she's leaned into it and went so far like over lady gaga elton john outfits you mm -hmm. know i love this new big time bex she's so and she's so uh neurotic and it's she's crazy in her head and yeah. she's changed her character and she's gotten so over as soon as she wants to to be a face again or as soon as we're supposed to cheer for her i'm gonna be right there because i am totally behind her character she reminds me of the way a jericho can flip a switch and yeah. become and, a brand new character and, and becky broke the uh, she 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 broke the writing team because the whole thing was the writing team had no faith in becky lynch at all right they did not give her any good storylines they did not give her anything good she was always cannon fodder she was always she, she was damn near a jobber at one point uh and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when she won that first title you know when she got that first title run she ran with it and she and she developed that character and now every shitty thing they give her she finds a way to make it good right you know that's so what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's where i was saying where i agree with you is i do agree that if you're given a shit character find a way to make it good right Li life finds a way life she found a way finds a way uh again going through the comments here um just 
G-Man saying, what and I agree with this, what truly made the Attitude Era great, tag teams and stables, 100%. Mm -hmm. Because a mm -hmm. lot of it was the characters, but a lot of it was them being elevated by the stables that they were in. You know, The Rock was elevated by every stable he was in. Stone Cold Steve Austin was elevated by countering every stable that he went against, right? Right. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a different monster because he wasn't a heel, he wasn't a face. He kind of was just in that gray area and he just found ways to destroy everything in front of him and it was great everybody loved the mayhem that he that he created right uh moving on to the next one vince should have stepped down at least a decade ago i agree with that uh my only counter to james uh he'll take is wwe needs better writing and he said that i uh i beat him to it is that sometimes you get written into a corner right eric Rees back in here he says if vince doesn't want you over even if you get over he'll bury you that's true that's 100 true if it are you could make an argument all day but he did it to kofi kingston mm -hmm. kofi kingston was over was completely over buried him where is kofi kingston now He's right but you look at every <laughs> that that organically gets over right if it's not a character that vince wants to be over but they're over anyways he will find a way to bury them cm mm -hmm. Punk is another example of a character that was over with fans that vince found a way to bury to a point now cm punk will not work with wwe yeah you know? you know what's interesting about um the new day with with Big E getting hurt? Yeah, I didn't realize, but he was such the linchpin of it because without him, the new day is just kind of floundering. Yeah, you know, and they're nothing. They're nothing new. They don't bring anything new. It's like the creativity, whether that's writing or not, because they're just not. They're not in the limelight, and it's crazy that to me that you don't. You have the new day who were so over for so long. They hosted WrestleMania. Yeah, a lot they're of just, it's really it's not the, even there. The dynamic of the three of them together. Yeah, exactly. Right, because the whole thing is like you know same thing with woods when woods got hurt he kind of just disappeared mm -hmm. you know and he hasn't really found a way to come back and it's like the new day works because it's three friends that found ways to have fun together and they didn't care what anyone else did around them and they like like again that was another one that vince was just kind of like okay this is a stupid idea i'm gonna put these guys together uh and and they're just gonna fade around in the background and they became one of the most beloved groups even when they were heel people loved them mm -hmm. you know and and the whole thing is like again how do you destroy something like the new day break them up right and again so, i I've, I've argued this many times that breaking up the new day even if you're trying to give somebody a solo run breaking up the new day was the dumbest thing you could have done you know mm -hmm. uh, again you can give big e a title run and still have him be a part of the new day right because kofi kingston got a title run and was still a part of the new day like i don't understand why it's not the new day versus the street profits versus is the bloodline like non-stop yeah you know and I mean? again they're 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 trying to break up uh, uh it's it's very evident that they're trying to break up the street profits and it's like like i i love montez ford and, he, and i think he he would be a, a great solo wrestler but their tag team dynamic is is amazing to watch right montez might be the one that's more showboaty and he might be the one that everybody likes to watch but when you look at the two of them together it's their tag team dynamic that makes them interesting montez by himself is going to become another big E. He's going to probably be big for a little bit and then he's just going to fade. Mm. And it's but but because I don't agree with you. No, and, and it's because the way they write the characters, it's going to be they're going to make him this giant thing. But the thing is is that again, there's no respect for tag teams. There's no respect for stables, you know, and, and it's kind of like these guys have been together forever. They have built this brand between the two of them, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like it, it you're going to repackage Montez Ford to be a completely different character at that that point he's not going to be
be the same character and you lose what's endearing about Montez Ford. I could see them taking, I, I'm kind of on the opposite end of that. They could take Montez Ford, do exactly that same type of character as a singles competitor. And I think he would get over. I mean, he's, he's pretty much the voice of the Street Profits anyway. Like he could get over. I just think maybe as a singles performer, he could be like the next Shawn Michaels. Like he has all the characteristics, all the in-ring talent. He could sell. He can high fly. He has all the mic skills. He Shawn could, Michaels did his best work with Degeneration X. But he wrestled pretty much as a singles wrestler. He did, but he still had a stable behind him to elevate him. Sure. But when you think of just HBK. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying of, is. Hold on. Let me talk. Let me talk. When you think of HBK headlining WrestleMania and all that, you think of HBK. You don't think of Degeneration X. You think of HBK coming out to his music and whatnot. I think Montez Ford could get. I totally believe that. But but again, the way that they're trying to market it is and the way that they're doing the build up is it's going to be a permanent breakup between Angelo Dawkins and, and Montez Ford. Don't do that. Like, yes, give him a solo run and let him do his thing, but don't break him off completely with with Angelo Dawkins, because now you're wasting talent because that that what, what they're doing is they believe that Montez Ford has the ability to be somebody great, but they don't believe in Angelo Dawkins and Angelo Dawkins is a solid wrestler. Yeah, he's he's solid. But he's then Montez Ford. But 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 the thing is, is now like for, for so they're going to break him up. Montez gets elevated for a while. Angelo probably ends up leaving and goes to another uh, uh, another um, um, uh, promotion because WWE is going to just the way they write is they're going to forget him. Hey, you know, it's, it's like, but it's like that all the time. You, you, you say you don't know that, but give me an example of when they break someone up and that doesn't happen. They they break up people all the time and they bring them back together all the time. But that but what I'm saying is is they tend more to break up teams and then one person ends up leaving the promotion one person stays there but then the person who stays there either either they do go and find their own thing or they flounder in the mid card and what i'm saying is don't take a tag team that is a solid good tag team that is good at what they do that is a title contender that is someone who can build good rivalries as a group mm -hmm. in favor of creating mediocrity in one character on a single character who was otis's tag team partner back when they were um heavy machinery I, I, again i forget his name exactly he doesn't thing, matter who he oh, is because oh, oh, otis was the oh, star what, not this oh, other guy the otis right now he's doing better he's doing better with the alpha academy like at least he's he's something to uh be a heel and have fun with and 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 gable like gable was 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 better with um with what's his face before he got hurt <laughs> shelton benjamin no not shelton benjamin um his memorable somebody partner. memorable huh his original <laughs> partner i don't know i like i like gable the way dude who was. ended up being kurt angle's son oh that guy got hurt i forgot no nah, i remember he he tore a peck and never came back but i mean like it, it's like that tag team was better and again chad gable wasn't chad gable was the one that they were trying to get rid of because uh, J, uh yeah jason jordan right because jason jordan He's yelling at you yeah garland is yelling at you but that's the thing is jason jordan was the one that they tried to elevate and they tried to make the singles competitor he got hurt and left chad gable disappeared appeared mm -hmm. for the longest time he had a couple of good characters that they never really developed and then yep, and, 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 and then they um they're, they're doing alpha academy and again they're taking they're taking two characters that like otis and chad gable who are kind of just there they're not really like doing anything remarkable mm -hmm. but heavy machinery as a group was a good group it was an okay group but the thing is is they were getting over they because broke, of otis they were but they broke them up mid over like they were our 
already over when they broke them up. I still can't remember that guy's name. I'm not remembering his name right now either. <laughs> is, is that as Heavy Machinery, oh Otis goodness. had more visibility when he was with Heavy Machinery. Mm-hmm. Because Honestly, that was a good gimmick. They stopped that gimmick in favor of trying to make Otis the one that was over. And now, where's Otis at now? Otis is barely doing anything now. They should At least he's with Alpha Academy. Honestly, I'll be Heavy Machinery. That would have been a much better uh, uh, tag team. As much as you, you think Heavy Machinery was a great tag team, I don't care about Heavy Machinery. I don't. I don't remember that guy's name. I'm not even trying to look it up, but I liked Tucker. I liked Otis. Yeah, Tucker. Because he was different. But Tucker was also the mouthpiece. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about him. I don't care about him. I don't know where he is now. I don't know where what he's, he's doing. Saying- I, don't, I don't care about him. But as far as uh, Gable goes, dude, the whole Alpha Academy thing, so fresh, so so unique, so fun. It took him a while to get there, but he got, he's, he's on Snickers commercials? Dude, come on. That's a great gimmick. And it's, it's, it's a great heel w- for everybody. But it's WWE forcing it. And it's not, it's, it's not an organic over. I think it's so over. The the, the, the whole thing is, again, WWE takes groups at their height and breaks them up. I'm I'm over the heavy machinery. I'm I'm over it. I'm talking about heavy machinery at this point. They do it with every tag team that they have right now. The only tag teams they haven't broken up is the Usos because that that would just be stupid. It'd be the dumbest thing they could do is to break up the Usos, which they tried to do already, but they can't, you know, you can't really do it. You can't like fully break up the Usos, right? Uh, And then technically the New Day, but I mean, the New Day is not what it was, you know, like they don't respect the groups that are there. And and when they are the most over is when they break them up because they're like, well, we don't like tag teams. So we want to make uh, the, the the person who is over who we think is over in the group. We want to make them uh, a singles competitor because fuck tag teams. Could be. But I mean, but that's what it feels like. And, 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 and that agrees with that. I mean, pretty much Jester G-Man has agreed with that. Eric Reese has agreed with that. I'm sure Chris Neal agreed with that when uh, earlier in the chat, you know, like everybody agreeing with WWE is not handling stables or tag teams in a way that shows respect for what they do. I would say they haven't put together good enough tag teams to last. No. Like, the, the honestly, I like have hold been- on, dude. Let me talk. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, you're way too on the mic. But like this heavy machinery versus Alpha Academy, I, I much prefer, much prefer Alpha Academy than I do heavy machinery. Heavy machinery felt so one-dimensional and maybe that's because that's what they were coming out of NXT with or whatever but like I was not a fan of Heavy Machinery I much prefer um, Alpha Academy and what they were doing so much better I do like Street Profits but I think I think they're gonna get a little one dimensional yeah. so they may need to spice it up so 30 minutes later because we've been uh, <laughs> we've been derailed for a little while uh, Jester G-Man in the setting the stage group uh, I think you should put a, a a poll out there did you do you prefer Alpha Academy or do you d- did you like Heavy Machinery I think do it wrestling community what they think about that one do it do it so going on from here let's let's get back to the news What if Mr. Fantastic and Deadpool did a movie? It would be amazing. It would be the most amazing movie ever created of all time. Paramount is about to answer that question with If. The movie's called If. So uh, previously titled Imaginary Friends, which actually makes so much more sense. Okay, yeah. Uh, This is John Krasinski's uh, follow-up to his A Quiet Place series, which I think they're going to do a third one. Um, But he's going to direct this movie starring Ryan Reynolds. I'm all for it. It just sounds uh, completely sexy, and I'm I'm all about that. have a what if imaginary friends opsis what if imaginary friends opsis 
Described as a fantasy comedy as the tale of a man who can see and talk to people's imaginary friends befriending those that have been forgotten or discarded. However, some imaginary friends lacking love and friendship turn to their dark side and it's up to Reynolds to save the world from those that become evil. I'm so in. interesting. <laughs> like That's kind of fun. I'm in. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I, I cannot wait to see uh, if they go into, like if Paramount will pay for the licenses uh, to have like my imaginary friend is Spider-Man and he's like we finally get that Ryan Reynolds interacting with Spider-Man that everybody wants it's oh my god Marvel movie but it's like you know what I mean that that blows the door way open right like it's not just oh I have an imaginary friend or a bear or whatever but I have like a superhero as my imaginary friend exactly my imaginary friend is Deadpool and it's like Ryan Reynolds interacting with himself yeah I know that'd be crazy that's actually kind of interesting hmm, Paramount can Paramount pull this off we shall see they can hmm. So that's all we know about the movie. So if now has an imaginary and real release date in theaters, May 24th, 2024. So about two years, less than two years away from this. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. All right, I got another what if for you. Let's go. Bring it to me. Sock it to me. What if I told you we're getting more Sony Spider-Verse? <sighs> huh? Oh, God. You know what my response to that is? <laughs> you want more superhero movies? Sony's going to give you more superhero movies. <laughs> Not what I want. I The last thing I want is more Sony superhero movies. I know, right? It's so weird. Okay, so we got Sony's giving us three Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. two Venom films, Films. Yeah. Uh, Morbius, Craven the Hunter is on its way, and then also Madam Web started photography, started principal principal photography just like this week. Right. I guess one of Sony's uh, original movies slated for a fall twenty three release, fall twenty twenty three release, is getting moved back to the summer of twenty twenty four. They haven't even announced what it is yet, but they're yeah. moving things around. But I mean, that's what three, five, six, seven, eight. So there's like going to be an eighth movie. We don't know what it's going to be. But an eighth movie in the Spider-Man universe. You know, I know what movie it is. Spider uh, Sony is making a movie about the spider itself. It could be. So it's 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 gonna be like a movie, like a serious take on the spider and the life that the spider had before it became mutated and bit Peter Parker. Right. That's a movie that everybody wants to see. You know, but it's a movie <laughs> like that Sony is gonna movie. Ant May in the in the CIA type thing. Yeah, like that's what they're gonna do is they're gonna make Aunt May like a secret spy. You know. Okay, so they also had an untitled. Sony Marvel Universe picture was scheduled for um let's see uh let's see October 2023 going to uh June 2024 which is eight months difference which is that's not a big deal but on top of that the Madam Web movie is moving back so it's going from April 2023 to that October 2023 date mm. so confused when it comes to it but really Madam Web is getting moved back the other unnamed movie is going to get moved back as well so I wonder if that is like another Spider-Man movie and they just haven't announced that uh, that they're working on a Spider-Man movie. It could be mm-hmm. like an MCU Spider-Man movie. Could be. Right. Yeah, I wonder where they're going to go with it. Or maybe that's the um maybe that's the uh I'm forgetting his name, the the Amazing Spider-Man. Maybe maybe that's um their Andrew Spider-Man, Garfield, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie because they I I'd be into that. I'd yeah. be into that. I would, that that I actually would be interested in that. If they if they did the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man uh and did like a movie with Andrew Garfield in it, I'd be interested in that. I'd like to see that. So, I mean, all that some speculated that it was going to be Craven that's moving, but Craven is actually, you know, starring Aaron Taylor 
Johnson right. is scheduled for January 2023. So it's not Craven that's getting moved back at all. It's holding its date. Crazy. So many. So what that would be what? Three, five, six, seven, eight. That'd be eight, nine movies. Like nine movies in this Spider-Man universe. Spider what? Dude. What? Is it weird that it's like up so high already? What? Yeah. I mean, kind of. All right. Let's keep going. All this non-Disney news. Disney's, Disney's saying, oh, Hannah means family. No one left behind or forgotten. Or Hannah. Oh, Hannah means family. That means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Even for a live action remakes. Yeah. Disney has hired Dean Fleischer Camp to helm an upcoming live action Lilo and Stitch. I don't know how to feel about this still, man. We I talked know. about this a while back and I, I, I really don't know how, how I feel about live action Lilo and Stitch. Like, I kind of want to see what he looks like because it's like I don't, I, that just seems weird, man. I know, right? I, I just don't know about this. But you is know, it a movie about like hardcore depression? Because like Lilo was a very depressed character. Character. right <laughs> but you know to be honest it's it's an interesting story like the broken family um stitch is looking for some kind of acceptance or family right it's super relatable it is you know, it, uh lilo being you know the kind of outsider from you know friends and school so yeah you, it, this grabs people so maybe we'll see yeah we'll see what happens all right um the studio is now looking to hire chris Kikanio kalani bright who is in final negotiations to take a crack at the new script okay a little bit more hawaiian influence i'm into it i, I, would, I would be into that and if you guys um forgot what lilo and stitch was about i have a ohanopsis ohanopsis synopsis set in Hawaii and told set ugh. it was set in Hawaii and told the story of the bond formed between a lonely young girl named Lilo and a lovable yet dangerous alien named Stitch who was engineered to be a force of destruction the central theme of the film is the bond of family we still watch this I still watch this dude I just watched this movie the other day again I, I, know, I, right? I love this movie I can watch that movie over and over again the whole alien part in the beginning kind of oh, yeah. drags but once you like get to the action and him getting to like on the run and getting to Earth. Um, I love the movie. After Tura, Tura. <laughs> so no date when Experiment 626 will land on ER or in theaters. Okay. ER. All right. Do you uh you want to do this next one? Uh give me your give me your Joker voice. Oh god. Okay. How do you want to know how I got these scars from podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's good. It's good. I like it. It's good. Hot on the heels yeah, of character to do that so i was like yeah you have any more do you want to talk more about podcasting or cars here's the thing the way we get rid of the batman is recording a new episode every week it's easy Oh, good. So hot on the heels. Batman Unburied, which was a successful podcast made specifically for Spotify. Spotify announced today that they're coming out with a new scripted podcast entitled Harley Quinn and the Joker Sound Mind. That an oxymoron. <laughs> Sound mind. My mind goes all over the place. So it's kind of that's pretty cool. Like, I'm into it. Let's, let's hear a story from the Joker and Harley Quinn. I dig it. So Emmy nominee Christina Ricci 
Oh, I'm already in. Is in to take up the uh, character of Dr. Harleen Quinzel, a psychologist working at the Arkham Asylum in Gotham City. She's determined to aid even the patients that her car colleagues in the field have written off, including Patient J. What follows is a dangerous psychological game as Harleen tries to leverage her relationship with Jay to get what she wants. What, was that a uh, complete sociopath opsis? Complete sociopath opsis! <laughs> <laughs> There it is. There it is. I'm kind of into this. Christina Ricci? I'm yeah. I think she can play the character now now. I I I think she can get the tone down. Uh I don't know how deep of a Brooklyn accent she can do. Right. I mean, you know, it would be it, like I said, I think she she can get the tone down fairly fairly well. Yeah. Like yeah. That'll be interesting. Along with Ricci, the new audio series also will star Billy Magnuson. So he was in No Time to Die in the Many Saints of Newark. He'll be the Joker hmm. and Justin Hartley from This Is Us will be Bruce Wayne. Ooh. And that, so I don't know if that's the entire cast, but that's all they mentioned for the cast. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Come on. Yeah. I want you to hit me. I kind of dig this. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of into this. All right. No date when Harley Quinn and the Joker Sound Mind will escape Arkham Asylum. Batman Unburied is streaming now on Spotify, which I haven't listened to yet. I might have to go back and check this out now. I know. So that'll be, that'll be fun. All right. Got one more story. Bit of gaming news for you developer zynga did i say that right zynga zynga and lucas games have announced that the upcoming free-to-play video game star wars hunters has been delayed of course it has <laughs> it would be it would be the free game yeah exactly that, right uh, that that ends up being the one that gets delayed lucas is like Lucas is like, this one doesn't make me money. Yeah, let's put that on the back burner. Exactly. I think that's exactly what their mindset is. I didn't I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't know it was gonna be free to play. It should be kind of kind of interesting. Hunters. Hmm. I don't have any kind of like synopsis about what it is, but it um, did, you, did you see the trailer for it? I didn't. I didn't. So the trailer, I think we reported on the trailer a while back, dude. Like uh or I might I, I may have reported on it when we were on Hardly Heroes. I don't remember, but I mean like the trailer was um was basically like an arena style game so it was like a bunch of uh like it was, it was basically people fighting in an arena and you had like different champions that had like different uh fight fighting moves that you could do there's like a droid right. Jedi, and there was like a wookie and bounty hunters but it's like you know they're fighting in like a gladiator style arena don't they have one of those already for um for star wars galaxy of heroes galaxy of heroes which is a little bit different um this one I, again they, they haven't shown any gameplay of it so i have no mm. idea Great, I just right. realized that, that it was going to be an arena fighter. Got it. But this is not the um. What was the one project? Thirteen, thirteen. Oh no, definitely not thirteen, thirteen. Not thirteen, not thirteen. Thirteen, thirteen was supposed to be like you being a bounty hunter, and it was supposed to be like open world, and you like uh right. You were you were supposed to be able to like explore the um the the uh, criminal underworld. Interesting. See that that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But this game, Hunters, uh, it was supposed to be released this year for Nintendo Switch and iOS and Android devices so it's gonna be a light game i'm sure they're gonna have like in in app purchases that kind of thing and, but, and i mean uh, what it would be for a free game uh it's zynga so i mean like there could be as long as it's not ea ea is all like loot box and you have to like pay to play mm, got it mm -hmm. i've heard of zynga like what other games does zynga have you remember um farmville yeah zynga zynga was the company behind farmville huh. they they mostly do like casino games now but i mean like uh like mob rule and um 
um, again, um, Farmville and like a lot of those those kind of games like that mm. was was like Zynga. I'm just trying to think like how we take Star Wars Hunters and apply it to something like a Farmville, but I don't think that's the right. I don't think that's what they're doing. I think that that's just they're they're. I, I feel like Zynga as a developer is like branching out and doing something new. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be something that is close to what their previous games are. This isn't going to be Words with Friends. No, okay. absolutely not going to be Words with Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a Zynga game. By yeah. The way. All right. Uh, so no reason why it was delayed, um, but apparently it's developers decided it just wasn't ready uh, for the initial soft launch. So, I mean, that's a bit of counter crunch culture, culture, right? Yeah, and that's probably what it is, is they probably were just like, okay, it's not ready yet. Probably needs a little more time. Uh, they're probably still working out. Like they're probably still debugging and everything like that. They're probably not even ready for beta yet. And they're just like, it's just push it back by a year and, you know, it'll give you guys more time to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're finding out that, you know, the QA process, you know, the quality assurance, the um, testing the game is so much a factor because you can have all the sales you want for that first week. But if everybody goes, this game's crap, you know, what is this, Cyberpunk 2077? You know, like nobody's going to want to buy it after the first week. Right there. This game is showing why crunch culture fucked up. Yeah. You know, that was like a highly anticipated game. I still haven't played it. Yeah. Right. And you bought it. Yeah. I still haven't. It's literally sitting right there and it's loaded on my Xbox and I still haven't played it. (laughs) You know, all I did, the only thing I've done in that game, I turned it on and I created my character. That was it. I haven't even, I haven't even started the game yet. That's funny. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to have to wait. We're okay with it. Yeah. Just keep giving me more Mandalorian, more Andor. Andor comes out like next month. Like give me more and we're fine. Yeah. What's the the next Disney plus show right now? It's uh, the Hulk, right? She Hulk. Um, Let me see when she Hulk comes out. Andor comes out at, I think, end of next month right and um something comes um, comes out as well have we gotten yeah. a full trailer for andor yet yeah we did okay yeah, we did. that's right um, we talked about- dragons comes out real soon too yeah she hulk release date the august 17th so you're right She-Hulk. i wonder what that's gonna bring okay let's keep going because we're so close to getting to miss marvel and that was actually a good segue because miss marvel gave us so much more than i expected oh yeah i did uh but before we do that it is time to uh have a little fun with Starting some rumors. Got one for you, and it's coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. So according to Deadline, probably the most reliable source for news. Either them um, or Variety. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's been a buzz that Henry Cavill will be making a surprise appearance at SDCC to talk about more Superman projects. Right. I was going to say, supposedly, specifically, he's supposed to show up um, during the DC panel, which is like a kind of a big deal, man. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're going to have the rock there it's gonna be great henry cavill shows up little face off we haven't even seen black adam yet but maybe it sets up black adam too i'm so into this either that or um so you know how the first shazam movie ended with uh with billy meeting superman right 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 you know you didn't actually see superman but like you know like you see the costume yeah i wonder if shazam 2 starts off with billy and superman together oh that'd be kind of funny like it's the exact same position and then uh the camera pans or the person sits down and it is Henry Cavill and it's Henry Cavill or not even that like it's um them like playing catch or like a, a, across the world because you know they have the comedy beat so it'd be like you know he like throws the ball to Superman and it's like you know Superman's like in Guam right <laughs> you know that's he's, like, oh. funny. he's like oh good good throw and then like hypersonic throws the ball back to him you know like because I mean if you know Superman and, and, and Shazam they basically have the same power set so it's like exactly yeah so I mean something like that and again I hope Fury of the Gods sets 
up a meeting between Black Adam and Shazam because I think that's what they said the plan was. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Black Adam is Shazam's like primary villain. So right, right. The antagonist for he's his Lex Luthor, so to speak. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Black Adam is such a badass villain. Like I mean, when when they said that they were doing his own movie, it's like Mm -hmm. I agree with that because there's enough substance there with Black Adam as a character for you to get a full movie out of him. Like you can make him an anti-hero all you want but in the end he becomes a villain so mm-hmm. and he does have like very noble intentions because it is that he wants to save Kandak he wants to avenge his son and all these different things so there are a lot of noble intentions for him there's mm-hmm. a reason that he was picked as a champion right I think there's actually a line that's like heroes don't kill people and he's like I'm no hero yeah. he doesn't care about you know, people think. living or dying he cares about Kandak right you know and people threatening his his uh country so well, it's almost like Dr. Doom you know like Dr. Yeah. Doom is a um he's like you know a disgusting deplorable villain but when you look at him in his story he's the leader of a country and he is willing to do anything and kill anyone in order for the prosperity of his country to be there latveria right yeah so like that when when um i forgot who wrote i think it was actually stan lee like he was saying uh uh dr doom is one of the most apprehensible villains in marvel but if you look at him in the perspective of a latverian he is a just and kind king and he will do anything for his country and it's like that's kind of a cool look on it so i hope that because the the substance is there that they do the same treatment for black adam yeah yeah so i think we're both in agreement that henry cavill's gonna show up at at sdcc right like tacos on the table right oh 100 my tacos are 100 on the table for that let's go for a second helping of tacos is henry cavill gonna be there to support or be part of shazam black adam you know mini universe or is he there to promote um, a potential new Superman project. So where I th- are your tacos? Uh, I, I think he's there to support Shazam. I think, like I said, I think that there is, there's going to be a connection because they've already connected that universe. I think there's going to be a connection between Superman and Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, even to a point where, again, you know, they invite Shazam to the Justice League and don't know that Billy Batson is, you know, like 14. So it's like, because <laughs> they think he's like a grown man and don't realize yeah. that he's a child. But I mean, like, I, I so think they're talking to him. <laughs> Exactly, right? And you realize that he's a child in a man's body. But I mean, yeah. like, I think that... Aren't, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Right, right? I think we get Shazam in... Uh, or I think we get Superman in Shazam. But I also think because of what... I, I sent you guys in the group chat this morning. Because of what Zack Snyder just put out. Mm-hmm. He put out a teaser. And I don't know if it was just like, this was my idea for Justice League 2. Or it's a teaser that we're going to be getting an announcement for Justice League 2. Because they uh, HBO Max did just announce that that was one of their most successful uh movies on on the platform so, so give give the quick background on this Zack snyder potential rumor yeah so Zack snyder if you follow snyder and everything that he does he uses that platform vero um vero is I, I don't think it took off the way that they thought it was going to but it still is like there's still people who use it a lot it was supposed to be something that like directors and actors could uh it was like a social media platform that they could you know kind of like show you the behind the scenes like you know this is what we're working on or these are ideas 
and stuff like that. And a lot of the Snyderverse and uh, the Snyder Cut, um, like its success came from Vero because he was like, you know, announcing stuff on Vero and saying, this is mm -hmm. what happened in Justice League. And this is this is what I was uh, since nobody's ever going to see this movie. This, this These were the things that we were doing. And this is the background. And this is all the differences between what you saw in the theaters and what I had planned. And then that led directly to HBO Max putting uh, the Snyder Cut on uh, HBO Max. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he still uses the platform pretty hardcore. And uh, he announced on Vero this morning. Um, let, me, let me actually pull it up real quick. Um, he posted on Vero this morning. And it's like a it's like a picture of almost a um, like like Justice League coins or something like that. And it says and the, there's a caption in the in the picture. It says, if I advance, follow me. If I retreat, kill me. If I die, avenge me. Right. And um, a lot of people are taking it as a teaser for justice league 2 which again uh all the people who were behind the um release the snyder cut movement have been pushing for uh restore the snyderverse um because i mean after watching the snyder cut like it, it gave everybody what they wanted out of the justice league and everybody was like god i want more of this especially after that like that last scene where, where they have the injustice uh situation going on and he zach snyder had um said that in this because he already had the script written out that a lot of that movie the the justice league 2 was going to center around that injustice uh situation and um essentially dark side um gets the um the um what is it called the um the anti um anti-life equation anti life equation right uh he gets the i was about to i was about to go the ether yeah the, the power stone the no, I, I was gonna go like anti-matter but it's not anti-matter it's the anti-life equation yeah uh, he gets the anti-life equation and he uses it on superman and and that's how he enslaved Superman. And right. Superman basically becomes like a hitman for, for Darkseid. And yeah. essentially that scene that we see at the end of the movie is like villains and heroes have to come together, realizing that that's the only way that they can fight Superman. And that's why you see the Joker and Batman like working together, even though like it's like a very tumultuous relationship you can tell from like the way that they're talking to each other. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, then you see Mara's there and you see um, uh, 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 Deathstroke is there, you know, and everybody's got like everybody's just swooning over Deathstroke with the with the Mohawk, right? So it's like you know yeah, they don't want to be they don't want to have to work together, but they have to work together, to, right? Because that's the only way you're gonna fight Superman, yeah. right? So you know there was there was these ideas that he put out there, and you look at the caption that he has on that, and it's very much in line with that whole like kind of like line of thinking. So a mm -hmm. lot of people are taking that as well, maybe at San Diego Comic Con he's gonna do like a surprise announcement that we get to do, or we're gonna be doing. Um, uh, uh, Justice League 2, I'm going to have full reign on it, and Henry Cavill was there to say, I'm back as Superman. Maybe. I could, yeah, okay. It's okay. Cavill already said that he he has more Superman to do, and he doesn't want to give up the character. I would like, to, I really liked his Superman. Mm -hmm. I really liked his Superman, so I'd like to see more of it come back. Taco's on the table, I hope. I hope he's there to be part of Shazam slash Black Adam. I hope he's there to announce, like, a new Superman project coming down the pipeline. Whether it's Zack Snyder or not, that'd be, I'd be down. Yeah. All the talk all the tacos all right that's it for the rumors yeah so guys uh that means it is time for some spoilers
If you are not ready, we are getting ready to jump into the breakdown. And that means we're talking Miss Marvel. Uh, and I have been waiting to talk about this show for the last six weeks. Uh, that's why we're not waiting our traditional six two weeks. weeks because it's six episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm not we, we we didn't wait our traditional two weeks from the season finale. We're just too excited about this. There are way too many uh implications that came from this show. If you didn't watch the show yet, you can pause this episode and go watch it right now because it yeah. is 100% worth it. It's so much fun. It's such a good jumping off point for, for Marvel fans out there. If, whether you're familiar with Miss Marvel or not, or you care about Miss Marvel or not, it's such a um, good jumping off point and something easily to grab. Easily yeah. to grab. So cool. So cool. Anyway, Marvel Studios Miss Marvel, a new original series. It's more original than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. Be, um, that introduces Kamala Khan, a Muslim American teenager growing up in Jersey City, an avid gamer of voracious fan fiction scribe Kamala is a superhero mega fan with an oversized imagination particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Yet Kamala feels like she doesn't fit in in school and sometimes even at home until she gets superpowers like the hero she's always looked up to. It's such like a Peter Parker type thing Yeah. for like 2022. Life gets better with superpowers, right? Yeah. So dude, right what are your initial thoughts? What did you think of the show? I, you know, honestly, I, I didn't care either way about Miss um, Marvel. Like, I was I was so into WandaVision and Loki and Moon Knight. You know, I was so into all those shows. Miss Marvel was coming around, and I was just like, okay, that's great. When does Thor get here? No. Like, I, when can I see Obi-Wan Kenobi? I didn't really care about Miss Marvel, which didn't debut the same day as Obi-Wan? Uh, like, might have been the next week. Or something Right in there. Right in the same time. Yeah. I didn't care about it. But after, like, going through this show, I loved love the show and it had so many like connections to the rest of the MCU yeah like when I went back and, and took a look at it this may be the most connected show out of everything out there right. next to like Avengers Endgame it's right. crazy it's crazy but I loved it I, I I had a good time watching it what do you what do you think I thought it was amazing uh one of my favorite movies is Scott Pilgrim versus the world right mm -hmm. and um you know I mean even though that movie pretty much followed the comic until the very end and that was only because the comic wasn't out yet by the time uh, they finished that movie. The, the last comic wasn't out yet. Mm -hmm. um, that movie was just a nostalgic dream. Like for, for retro gamers and and people who are into that kind of stuff and into that culture, it was very much like that. And Miss Marvel took that same formula with like, not so much retro gaming, but like nostalgia, right? They, they, they took a lot of like, what are things that you love and kind of like throwing in like her imagination throughout the entire show. Yeah. Right? It was like you know oh hey this is what she imagines things and a lot of it was like you know you in high school writing in a in a notebook you know and and drawing little pictures in the corner and stuff like that uh -huh. it was i thought that was fun and campy mm -hmm. but it also wasn't overpowering right it was just to like show like how um kind of oddball she is in right. a fun way it, it, it revolved around her personality and you clear cut get her personality shining through with all the things you're seeing on screen and then on top of that um for those of us that grew up with immigrant families you know like you kind of get like the expectations you know as 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 uh a kid growing up in an immigrant family you know like mm -hmm. you, know, you, you mm -hmm. you're dealing with your culture versus the societal norms versus just trying to be a teenager and which feeling stuck combat, feeling right? stuck in the middle of it all yeah right totally i think we i think we both uh connect with this show that way mm -hmm. just coming with from like where our parents were how we grew up you know in, in pretty much a, a 
uh, white Caucasian dominated area, but then wanting to be a part of things, feeling like an outsider, but also still very American, you know? Right. So I, I totally also trying to like appease your culture, right? Like you don't want to lose your culture. You know, I'm sure you grew up the same way where it was like, you know, you are American, right? Like my parents hounded on me that I was an American, but at the same time, never forget where you came from. Never forget your culture. You know right. what I mean? Like, so, I mean, like that, that was, she, she battles with that a lot. And this show did not forget where it came from. And there were so many homages to other parts of the MCU. Right. Like even in the title, the Marvel Studios came up. Moon Knight was added right. to the to the title screen. So I thought that was super cool. You know, all the little jokes that it had, whether you caught it or not, like Ant-Man had a podcast. Right. <laughs> you know? I thought that was funny. Like uh, she had this whole thing where she was talking about like just Scott Lang in general and how she like follows Scott Lang. And like, uh, wasn't there a scene where she like where, where she meets him um, or what? No, he was at the uh, he was at the Comic-Con. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I thought that was super neat because that little bit of subtlety of Ant-Man has a podcast was like that's how everybody knows about the Avengers knows about everything that's happened with the blip and everything after that like that's easily the way that's communicated to the masses like oh that's okay yeah that's cool that makes sense yeah sounds good you know the Comic-Con that you just mentioned that was at Camp Lehigh where all this started right that was where um uh, Captain America was was trained you right know? that's where they went back to was was that Endgame? Our Spangled Man yeah that's where they went back to in time in, in uh, Endgame mm -hmm. is Camp Lehigh I'm like that's where they're having the Comic-Con yeah. so much sense Winter Soldier and uh and 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 yeah I mean there's there's a couple yeah. of times they've gone back to Camp Lehigh but it's kind of cool that they uh the, the way that they did it mm -hmm. was you mm -hmm. know it's like hey yeah we're gonna go and do a a, a whole Avengers Comic-Con there was even style con there was even um the they did one pan there was like one kid buying um a t-shirt and it said Asgard Pride on it yeah. so it's like talk about show that's inclusion of you know LGBTQ plus also you know teenagers also immigrant families also Muslim Americans you know also Pakistani you know like right. all of this within this show you know it's it's so cool that that they found a way to pack all of this all this in all this representation into this show right I dug that we even got a little bit of a callback um to Spider-Man which is cool which makes sense you know these two shows or this is such like a Peter Parker type story um the Department of Damage Control the DODC right that came from Spider-Man Homecoming right so that that group that was I guess confiscating I mean because their job is to like they, they or originally their job was to like you know after there's a disaster uh you know that's like the Battle like, of New York yeah right you know after there's like a major like you know superhero disaster they're they're supposed to be the ones that come in and clean everything up right right so even including that like there's all these little hints of uh about speaking of Battle of New York like Shatari technology just how like um the Vulture started right. using that technology the weapons they were using was like Chitari type weapons I'm like oh that's so smart right and how they put it all together that way or they have like the sound guns so that way yes. they're like non-lethal but like they can still stop a superhero with that like the Hulk right <laughs> so yeah all those little things all those little little things that um that showed up I, I didn't even catch this the first time but I, I saw this I'm like oh that's such a good such a good callback did you, you get the, the, was, the Kingo reference the Eternals reference yeah, yeah. so how funny is that we have some 
you know, Pakistani kids talking about, you know, their Hollywood, Bollywood, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and they and they dropped Kingo, who was played by Kumail Nanjiani, right? Eternals, and they were talking about uh, the movies that he was in and whatnot. And and I think um, Cameron at one point was just like, you know, I like um, Kingo, but like my mom likes Kingo Senior. I don't know why, but it's the same dude. Yeah, it's like I don't know why she likes him so much, and it's like yeah. uh, because they're the same guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I like the new guy, but the old guy's all right. Mm -hmm. but, but like little little things like that we've connected to captain america ca connected to the avengers movies connected to eternals she even did the the superhero pose connecting to like black widow you know yeah. <laughs> you total poser i don't totally po you're total poser you're posing <laughs> and like they didn't even need to reference it she just did it and it yeah. was there it was great it was great um i'm trying to think of that whole department of damage control the drones that they had totally stark, stark technology. yeah yeah and i mean like that's the whole thing is that you know that it was like it's it's like when you have access to Peter, you have access to uh to Tony, and and the Department of Damage Control was supposed to be started by Tony Stark. It would make sense that they have um that they have his drones. Yeah, right, right. It makes so much sense, mm -hmm. so much sense. I dug that. Did you catch um I guess speaking of Tony, I guess it's Tony, mm -hmm. um but it's also Shang Chi. The when they did the flashback and they were looking um for the bangle, mm -hmm. right, and they found it. It was one. It was on a like a blue hand, like a Cree hand. I noticed that too. I was wondering if that if that person was Cree. I, I mean, that's one of the only characters or the only races that we know that are are blue like that, right? right. It looked like a, a Cree hand. So I mean, in a way, that's even connecting to Captain Marvel right there, right? But then on the ground, on the rubble, there was a Ten Rings logo, right? And that's the thing. That's that's where it gets interesting because it's kind of like how much influence does the Mandarin have at this point? Especially because we know that the Mandarin is tied in and at some point in here. Um, because like at the end of Shang-Chi, they, you know, they show like, uh, um, kind of like things going on within that, that, that realm of stuff. Right. Like, you know, uh, and we know that his sister potentially is the new Mandarin. Right. You know, so it's kind of like, okay, so where, where, where do we stand with all of this? But also because there's a lot of influence from the 10 rings in the middle East, mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, okay, well, what, you know, what are we, um, where's the influence coming in? You know what I mean? And the way the 10 rings work, like the shang chi you mm -hmm. know rings and the bangle like what if they're all connected somehow yeah like there's something from another dimension yeah or you know some kind of alien technology that we're just not aware of but they're all connected somehow you know maybe somebody had rings somebody had bangles maybe somebody had something else the, you know, the, the, the um the bangle maybe or i mean that the bangle i'm not sure because again that's kind of a new thing when it comes to all of this the mm -hmm. rings though um they didn't explain it in in shang chi but in the um in the comic the rings are cosmic right right so they do they, they are like um they are of alien origin so they might be kree themselves uh the kree in the comics and again you know they may explain this later but the kree in the comics are very uh the opposite of um the federation in star trek yeah right so basically what they do is they go to other planets and they influence um like you know kind of civilization and influence like the uh, uh the advancement of technology um so i mean it's easy to see like you know like they the, like leftover technology that somebody finds and it makes them a superhero right mm -hmm. um again i've i've said it in, um a lot and we'll talk about this probably more at the end of the uh, of, of of the breakdown but 
Yep. Uh, if they ever redo Apocalypse and they fix Apocalypse because they screwed that up in the, in the X-Men movies, um, Apocalypse is enhanced by Kree technology. And Apocalypse mm -hmm. uh, is an ancient Egyptian. So that's just kind of like another reason to show them uh, influencing far back. Like that easily they can show that the Kree are the reason that the uh, uh, the pyramids were built. Right. You know what I mean? That'd be a nice way to kind of tie it all together. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd, I'd kind of dig that. I'd kind of dig that. Like, you know, the whole rings and remember at the end of Shang-Chi when they're like, the rings are acting like a beacon. Right. Like maybe that's happening at the same time that, you know, spoiler alert, when um, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel switch, you know, maybe yeah. there's something else going on besides what's happening with the bangles. Right. So, and maybe this all ties ties into uh, Secret Invasion. Could be. Because Secret oh, Invasion, yeah. part, part of the war in the comic, at least part of the war that causes Secret Invasion to happen is that the Kree and the... Um, and the um the scrolls, scrolls are at war right right and i mean we've already seen it like with miss marvel and stuff that the kree have a tendency to be very warlike and they go uh and kind of like take over other civilizations mm -hmm. which would also you know tie into them influencing technology with uh with, with uh, other civilizations like i'm almost writing it for them but i mean it's all I, it could very well be the plan because they've planted the seeds for it already mm -hmm. yeah totally mm -hmm. let's keep going um what was the, oh there's a reference to Thor. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Bruno. Bruno. Eric Selvig. Yeah. Bruno uh, name dropped Dr. Eric Selvig and talking about like portals and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the Bifrost. You know, it's like. Right, because uh, Eric Selvig actually uh, was, I think it was either Thor um, Dark World or um, I think it was Thor Dark, Dark World where uh, he had written a book on uh, on, on portal uh, or dimensional portal travel. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure he's probably read that book. Exactly. Exactly. So, dude that's what i'm saying like this show tied so much in and it was so seamless and you didn't it even if you noticed it or not it didn't affect the story and the right. story is just this light-hearted adventure of this you know young girl who doesn't fit in kind of thing which right. we can all relate to but all these like mcu drops just spatter throughout the entire show you know uh chitari tech you know the the thor references the captain america the kree references dude mm -hmm. so much yeah so much to geek out on so much I, you know what i love though Mm -hmm. just pulling it back to to Miss Marvel herself how they like there, there was a big um, stink about like how her powers are acting different than what they do in the comics right but, like they kind of gave her the big Miss Marvel moment with the whole embiggen yeah. thing you know where she gets to like I want to almost say it's like a Mr. Fantastic type thing you know make her limbs and whatever bigger you know and stronger like that's such like a Miss Marvel thing and they found a way to keep that in yeah I mean because that's that's kind of what I was waiting for I was like, okay, well, she's kind of like she's almost Green Lantern, Green Green Lanterning everything right now, where she's yeah. just kind of like conjuring, you know, like these constructs. Uh, these constructs. Um, but then yeah, the, the way that they did it, because in the comics, she like physically gets bigger and she like can can like you know stretch her limbs and stretch her uh like she can make her fists bigger and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. you know, like she she does that kind of stuff where like you know, if she's fighting someone that's like 12 to like 12 times her size, she can make her uh her fist like the size of that person and like throw right. a punch that like that that actually hits them right it's kind I of like i like how they handled it though with her powers and not yeah. having her shape shift you know for a lack of a better term right you know, because there's I, how did she start out in the comics like she would shape shift into like carol danvers right. right that would be confusing for the mcu so like this makes so much more sense yeah you know they made it to where she she's essentially the green lantern like she's just kind yeah, of creating totally. constructs yeah exactly without without the lantern right well the bangle is her ring basically it, yeah that's a good point good point um but yeah such a light-hearted 
show. So much fun. So much packed in. Even like the way they they dropped her name. I thought yeah. that was so cool with her dad. He's like, you know, it's uh in Urdu it means Marvel or Wonder. And she's like, what? It's like you're like my little Miss Marvel. I'm like, oh, that, that's cute. That little line at the end, I thought was genius. Yeah, right. Because she he goes, you are my little Miss Marvel, and she goes, I share a name, with Carol Danvers. Yeah, and it ends on that, and I was like, that is that is awesome. <laughs> that was perfect. And speaking of her family like made the show so much more fun like the first couple episodes i'm like okay teen angsty parenting but like once they leaned into it and they're just like oh my god their their family is so much fun like that's how you want your family to be is kind of goofy Mm -hmm. you know and having fun with each other i thought it was such like a good like uh way to build the community just just kind of like you know peter parker is Mm -hmm. your friendly neighborhood spider-man she's like the friendly neighborhood that the community loves you know she's uh what what was uh she's uh the 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 the, uh, light night light night light that's what they were calling her yeah exactly exactly but how everybody rallied to help her yeah dude that's cool um i i i liked that they created more of a relationship between her and her mother because in the Mm -hmm. comic it's the relationship is is a is is very like she has a close relationship with her dad Mm -hmm. in the comic right and and i like that they built more around her family and you see more uh going on with like her brother and um you know again a, a much deeper relationship with her mom and her cousin um and it's not just her and her dad you know like mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a um i thought that was a good touch because it, it touched on the, the family dynamic that she has mm-hmm. um and then um cameron um i like that they that they um broaden that relationship because cameron is a villain in her comic in, in her comic mm-hmm. um and i like that they expanded on that relationship and gave them more of a connection because later on like in season two um you know it, it's it's almost like how dr strange and uh and baron mordo um how they have that friendship and that relationship together and in the the turn that they're gonna have because they haven't they haven't had like a full turn yet right yeah. they kind of teased it in in the, the, the movie but um when baron mordo finally turns and is like a full-on villain um it's gonna be that that much more heartbreaking right i was gonna as soon as you said that i was thinking more professor x and magneto yeah yeah where it's like their peers they have a relationship outside of whatever side that they stand on right you know, you know like they 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 you 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 build that relationship and it makes mm-hmm. that villain that much more uh like when you can connect and relate to them it, it, it makes their turn uh much much more painful yeah totally you know oh. but again again what i like is that they're building on relationships that are already there in the comics they're just expanding on them. right speaking of comics the whole lamppost oh post. yeah that's a pretty iconic shot uh, it's, icon- it's iconic for her it's 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 as uh close as it gets to like being comic accurate yeah because there's the her sitting on the lamppost and there's another one uh which we'll probably see in season two but another one of her when she gets her like hideout which is like on the top of a uh, of a not a skyscraper but it's like a higher up building uh and it's her sitting on the edge like kind of like kicking her feet yeah yeah i've seen that one totally. yeah okay let's get to it because there's two big things to talk about i guess we should start with the one that happened first yeah this bruno, bruno dropped that she was has some kind of mutation right and 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 they played the song <laughs> yeah this is and, and again this is a a, a huge deviation from the comic because she's not a mutant in the comics right the the way that they played it i'm okay with because again in this universe they tried to do in humans they screwed it up they're not going back you know aside from like we did get uh uh black bolt in in uh dr strange from a different universe from a different 
universe, but they've said that that was more of a Easter egg that fans were asking for. Right, uh, so right, right. Something that Marvel had planned. Uh, Marvel wasn't like, oh, we're, we're finding a way to bring back uh, Inhumans, uh, which I mean, there have been rumors that they were going to bring back the Inhumans, but I like that instead of Kamala being an Inhuman, they made her uh, a mutant. Yeah, I uh, dig it. That's such a bold decision from Feige and the MCU, but it, honestly, it's like the, the sticker, like ripping the bandaid off, like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. But it's like, yeah, okay, I'm in. All the, all it means is like you're full on going um, mutants and X-Men in this. Thank, what, thank you. what was that? She just walked in and raspberried over the mic. Oh, <laughs> while I was talking. She couldn't have done it when you were talking. I, That's mean, I was looking over like, thank, thank you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> so but you know what I mean? It's like once you get past the point of like, OK, so she's not an inhuman. Right. OK. And then you're like, OK, she's a mutant. OK, she's a mutant. Let's just go with it. Let's go. But the way they played it, right? Like it wasn't something that was. I mean, like, they took a character who originally wasn't a mutant, but it made sense to make a mutant, right? Yeah. Uh, like, Kamala's not one of those characters where, you know, like, you, it's it's upsetting and broken, and you're just like, no, she has to be an Inhuman, because she's an Inhuman in the comics. Well, it's kind of like we don't really have Inhumans, aside from Quake, which they keep teasing that they're going to bring uh, into the MCU officially, but they haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, uh, we, we really don't have official Inhumans in the MCU, you you know, again, like we have the tease that Quake's coming back. We had the Black Bolt thing, but he's in a different universe. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, this is the second time that we've had an X-Men reference. In uh, like two months. In two months, right? Because we had uh, spoilers, if you haven't watched the movie yet, uh, which it's been out for a while now, but spoilers, like Professor X, right? Like we have Professor X in um, Doctor Strange, in Doctor Strange, but he's in another universe, kind of how we're talking about Black Bolt. Um, now, officially in the MCU, we have a character whose X-Gene is been activated mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like you know are they going to talk catalysts are they going to talk about you know there's something that changed in the mcu that is activating the x gene or is this something that has always been there but they've kept under wraps and we're going to see like there's a mutant underworld that's been there forever you know what I mean? or are they going to explain it with the um the use of the uh the the power stones or or the um cosmic stones you know right what are they called the infinity stones what i, I totally oh, yeah. missed um um, because you know using the infinity stones did that cause the mutation did that activate something that was in people um before you right, know right or or have mutants been here the whole time and professor x is really good about hiding mutants in the 616 like i said we're, we're all of a sudden there's going to be a uh whole situation happening in the 616 where you know there's this mansion in upstate new york you know and it's like uh so these superpowered individuals have been here the entire time um one of the things that's going to be interesting too is when they bring in Deadpool because they mm -hmm. already said that they're they're working on Deadpool three um and they've said that Deadpool is coming in they're coming it's coming over as is yeah he kind of plays with the multi uh, the, the the multiverse on his own like a little bit you know with like some of the jokes that he has and stuff um you know they've already shown you know a couple of different places that are supposed to be like we don't know these places exist mm -hmm. mutants mm -hmm. are having a part of it you know yeah it's coming it's all coming so we'll see what happens like we may be getting some 
something in She-Hulk. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, at this point, they can they can do uh, mutant references in every property that they have because they've already now they've officially broken it open. So now they can go, OK, here's another mutant, right? Like here's uh, more characters that you can interact with. Um, I mean, the other thing with She-Hulk is, I mean, for sure. I, and I mean, we talked about this before, but tacos on the table on this one. Uh, we're getting Matt Murdock. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that already been out there. Stupid. Yeah. That would be stupid not to have Matt Murdock in that because she's a lawyer. Right. right. Like he's he's a colleague easily. Totally. But but that's jumping ahead. We got one more scene to cover. Right. Can so we don't know when it's taking place, but it has Miss Marvel in her new outfit with the bands laying on her bed. Right. It starts to tingle, do something. Next thing you know, boom, she gets sucked into some kind of mini black hole, wormhole type thing. And what comes out? Captain Marvel. Freaking Carol Danvers just shows up. I think that's so amazing. And I have a theory about how they're going to play this out but right. it just shows that they're connected and how she's like oh my god am i do i have the same name am i connected to miss marvel i think she's connected to i'm sorry captain marvel mm-hmm. more than she knows right and it's it's gonna be amazing to watch this unfold so now everybody's talking about um the nega bands like maybe the the bangles are nega bands right do you know much about the nega bands mm, not too much uh i mean because they kind of the way that they've kind of played it at the end of the show was that she doesn't need the bangle that the bangle activated her x gene mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because it's still almost like in, in like in the human storyline like right bangle yeah, pretty totally. much in place of terrigen mist right yeah. but it's like you know like so if she doesn't need the bangle if if that's her mutant power then does that make the bangle uh uh, uh a nega band right and it's kind of like i'm not super familiar with those yeah so i looked it up so the kree nega bands mm-hmm. are, spo- are supposed to be like a kree artifact right. um that's supposed to like swap people like across the universe like you can go from here to like i think it's to the negative zone i don't right. I'm not familiar with what that is but like you can get sent to the negative negative zone i think it's going to be them swapping places like for some reason they're connected and however this gets engaged i think they're gonna um swap places so it's like yeah. season season two of miss marvel she may be like across the universe or you know? this may be the catalyst for the Marvels. It could be. But I have a theory about them. She's mm-hmm. such a fangirl. And all she wants to do is meet Carol Danvers. Meet right. Captain Marvel. I think she's always going to miss her. Like they're always going to be like switching places. Always just missing each other. Um, Because well, they did it in this end credit scene. Right. But didn't they do that on uh, on The Wish? The, on the, the new uh, Disney um, cruise ship, The Wish, they have a whole new Avengers story about like uh, Ultron robots getting loose and stuff she comes to help cat the new captain america and then all of a sudden you know captain marvel shows up but they keep missing each other right and she, and she comes back up to the uh uh the main deck where captain or where captain america is and she's like Did, what happened she's like i missed captain marvel didn't i she's i miss, like, I miss yeah. Danvers. yeah it's like so i always think they're gonna be missing each other it's gonna be like this running joke between the two so i yeah. think that'll be fun i think that'll be fun so i think they're nega bands everybody else says they're they're nega bands i think it's a nice way to like do the homage to like what the, what they were in the comics but also bring it into the mcu and give it a n- nice little spin versus like they're just a green lantern ring type thing. right and i mean again you know they found it on something that looked like it was an, a dead kree warrior you know so i mean like that that's easily what it could be again I, I think what it might be is that this uh this this bangle uh all it did was just activate her x gene yeah could be yeah. um it could send her to the to the dimension that they were trying to get to that nor 
the dimension. Newer, the newer dimension, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why Captain Marvel would be there, but who knows? I mean, they'll probably have a story about her, like you know, like they they call it the newer dimension, and for her, it's probably like a uh, like a prison world or something, you know, and they have like a way to get into that dimension. Like, yeah, it's it's there, mm. there's, there's probably going to be some some kind of story. I, I think it's going to be something that that they're going to explain in the Marvels. Yeah, which makes me that much more interested in the Marvels. Yeah, so I'm down. So love the show. I thought it was great. Let's let's rate this. Why don't you rate this for me? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, eight pieces of Pakistani Indian street food <laughs> that she had never tried before. Right. Out of 10 pissed off cousins that she didn't tell her secret. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. I like it. I like it. You know, I was going to give it eight as well, but mm-hmm. I want to go. I kind of want to go nine just because it's so fun. Like one of the things we, I didn't say it at the beginning, but I should say like I could watch this show with my kids. Oh yeah, and they enjoyed it, and we called it like a jump off point. It's such a jump off point for them. Like, mm-hmm. um, I I came home the next day, and everybody wanted to be either Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. You know, it was so cute nice. how, how they they're finding their characters that they love. Right. So I think that's super cool that that little kids are finding jump off points because you know before this like they they didn't really get into Black Widow because Black Widow is a little dark. You know, but yeah. like they were like they were all about Ghost Spider up until the show dropped. Now right, it's like right. I want to be Miss Marvel, you know, shooting the little steps and whatnot. So I think it's I think it's cute. Anyway, um, I want to give this nine bangles, okay, which is an odd number of bangles. That is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Out, fine. out of um, out of uh, I don't know. <laughs> at a at a ten um glowing steps. There you go. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I had fun. Out of ten clandestine Indian ninjas. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. All right. Predictions. What's next? We talked about She-Hulk coming in about a month from now. Yeah. Um, but then we also have Black Panther coming in November. Um, I, I mean, I think we're going to get a lot of expansion on uh, temple characters mm-hmm. uh, within within uh, Marvel. Right. So I think we're going to get um, like I think we're going to get some expansion on X-Men. I think we're uh, probably going to get either more that- mutants or we may actually meet, uh, you know, a Xavier or a uh, uh, Magneto, mm-hmm. you know, like you're right because this can go in a in a bunch of different directions, right? You know, like just introducing small characters or not like large characters that are going to play a bigger role later, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe we even meet Storm. You don't, you, you, we we don't know, right? Um, God, the whole the, the and, whole Storm and Black Panther storyline would have been so good. Yeah, that, that's the one that I wanted. Yeah, was Storm Storm and Black Panther because I mean, they're married in the comic books. I mean, right, right, right. So, we, so just real quick, we got uh, She-Hulk coming around the corner in a month. We got um, Black Panther coming in November. The Marvels comes out pretty much in a year, July 28, 2023. Okay. So you know, as far as Marvel goes, there's going to be some other storytelling, but we're not that far away as far as, you know, the the continuation of this story is right. not that far off. Um, I was going to say for Black Panther, um, I think I mean, we already know we're getting Namor the Submariner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that we are going to get a Doctor Doom reveal. Ooh, that would be good. It makes so much sense because of the storyline that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them mm-hmm. to 
Doctor Doom in. I could see that. I don't think that'll tie into this, but I think that'd be good. No, but that's the thing is that it's just an introduction. It's not going to be a like you're, you're either that or they full full on do the comic book storyline and it's Namor and Atlantis fighting Wakanda and the whole reason that they're fighting is because Doctor Doom created a uh, you know fictitious war for them to fight so that he could get into the to the city of the dead mm-hmm. um, and so that he could harness the power and like you just meet Doctor Doom and just like who the hell is this guy and it's just like why is he trying to harness the power of uh, of uh, uh, of the city of the dead uh, and and in the end you get a team up between um, the Wakandans and uh, and the Atlanteans yeah you know like I that, that. I mean, it's it's an easy story to write you know you know what I think is gonna be coming hmm. I think we're gonna get more of the uh, Department of Damage Control oh absolutely you know we've seen them in a few different things now you know Spider Man Homecoming now this I think it's gonna be their new version of shield where it's it's like you know regular people trying to do what they need to do to you know keep this country this nation this world moving in this new superhero type world that we're living in they're like we have to create some kind of order so could there be corruption within that i obviously they kind of showed it you know in this in this show but i think it's going to be their new new version of shield so right. i think that'll be interesting that that'll be the stand-in since shield and and right and are pretty much dead at this point right exactly so i that's what i think is going to be coming whether it's in she hulk or something else i think we're going to get more do dc is going to be coming but i mean we also have madam hydra so i mean like you know and it seems like she's been putting, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it true. seems like she's been putting the uh, uh the thunderbolts together so i mean like you know i think that also is going to tie in at some point in in you know where she creates the thunderbolts to fight to, to, to be a threat yeah that's a good point that's a good mm-hmm. point i see where you're going Sweet. it's causing all kinds of problems right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need more Elena. Let's bring bring her in for She-Hulk. No, no, Elaine, as oh, in oh. Seinfeld. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> because she's mad. She's uh, she's Madam Hydra. She's like the evil Nick Fury. Yeah, she kind of is. Yeah, they need to bring her back too. That was good. Yeah, I'm down. Miss Marvel, well done. Very well done. All right, yo. Oh God, uh, Eric just said, are we looking forward to uh, Dragon Ball superhero? Um, kind of am, man. They just uh, Akira Toriyama just uh, confirmed that Goku is now the strongest character in his universe so nobody is stronger and that means that that means that there's going to be a new challenger coming like somebody is is going to be the new goku where goku mm-hmm. is like the strongest character interesting okay you know what i'm excited for uh i'm what are you excited for i'm excited that we got merch people we got merch people <laughs> I should have. That's that's what I need to put on the soundboard. Nah, it's okay. I'm good with you doing it. You like it better when I go. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, it's so much Why? more. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have merch, people. So much more authentic. So hats are going. <laughs> the hats are going crazy. You're wearing the black one. I'm, I'm wearing the the gray one. You got baller black. I got galaxy gray. People are loving them. You just shipped more out this week. I did. I just shipped out a couple hats this uh this this last week right here. Um, we uh yeah. I mean, and and here's the thing is. Uh, I've got somebody who um, who wants to purchase a hat, but doesn't yeah. want the hat. Yeah. Wait, what? Which means that may be a giveaway. So, ah. guys, uh, stay tuned for that. Special giveaway. Look at that. That's nice. So, okay, if you're interested in a hat, hats are $35. If you want, I don't know, multiples, you want one of each, maybe one gray one, one black one. I have both. Young Phil has both. 30 bucks each. Right. So you save a little bit of money if, you, if you're going to buy both. Sound good? All you got to do, just like the t-shirt. 
t-shirts, which are 20 bucks if you're local or 25 Um, if if we got to ship it to you for the shirts. All you got to do, DM us. Instagram, at Distance Nerding. At Distance Nerding. Uh, guys, I just remembered. I almost forgot. I just remembered. We're giving away Lego tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, now being the perfect transition, uh, dude, what do we do every Monday? You know what we do on Mondays? Well, I'm eating dinner with my family. You know what you're doing? I'm eating dinner with my family and making fun of you. But what yeah. you're doing, you're building Legos. I'm building Lego, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? That being said, the build is every Monday from 6 to 8 Pacific Standard Time on Twitch, YouTube, mm-hmm. and Facebook. And guys, I build Lego. Now, this week on the show, I'm building the Dark Trooper helmet from The Mandalorian. I like uh, it. And we're going to be interviewing Bethany Deal. Hey, all right. Who is a costume designer and a Diz nerd uh, and just an overall nerd in general. Now, how do we know Bethany again? From uh, from Andrea? Hot Jawa. From Andrea Miller, the Hot Jawa herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met them both. We met them both on May the 4th at the right. uh, May the 4th Star Wars viewing over at the Crest Theater right. here in Sacramento. Both were super cool. Beth was awesome. And I'm excited to have you talk oh. to her because she does some amazing work. And so I'm kind of interested yeah. to learn more about her. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, but guys, all this being said, because I had to do the plug first, I've got Lego to give away. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I've got a nice little full screen Lego. De- I can't get rid of the ad. All right, Lego Dealy here. Right, we're gonna be doing this now, guys. What am I giving away? This right here. Yeah. This kit. this kit right here is gonna be given away to a uh, uh, a lucky fan right now. Now, here's the deal, guys. I've got everybody's name on here, right? There's only one person that has two uh, that's on here twice, and that is Andrea Beckham Maneris and uh, AKA uh, Lady Deadpool. Uh, but if you notice on this screen, there is a Jackie bonus square and there is a bonus square. Okay. If it lands on the bonus square, then you get an extra prize. Oh, the winner gets an extra prize. What that extra prize is, I don't know yet. I, I haven't come up with what the extra prize <laughs> is going to be, but I'm going to give you an You'll extra go prize. Dig it in the crate because there's there's definitely yeah. some there's definitely some prizes so you can go right. dig into the crate for the right. bonus. Whether that is like another Lego kit or a mini fig of some sort or a Funko Pop. I have no idea. Uh, but you're right. gonna get an extra prize if it lands on the bonus square. Um, before it lands on uh, a person, and then of course the next person gets both prizes. So here we go. We're gonna go ahead and spin. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. We can edit that out. And the winner is Bunny's Jewelry Workshop on uh, the Grams. So, guys, uh, congratulations to you. I am going to uh, tag you in a tag uh, of tags tagginess. Uh, and you are now the winner of this amazing, uh, uh, what is this called? Children's Amusement Park. From Lego. Oh, from Lego. In America. America. Now, guys, I have other giveaways coming up. Again, I've got this Debbie. Uh, I'm going to be giving away here and uh, potentially a hat that I'm going to be giving away. Oh. Uh, so with all that, guys, uh, thank you. 
thank you for everybody who participated. Uh, the next goal is 700 followers, and I have on Facebook. On Facebook, I have the Darth Maul Ahsoka Lego playset. I like it. That's pretty cool. And I'm going to be giving that. What about, what about Instagram? I mean, we're we're Let's, pretty high up on Instagram. So can we I mean, do some Instagram love though. Like, okay, if we get to 1400 on Instagram, can we say that? Okay, 1400 on Instagram. We'll we'll do a giveaway. See, that's nice. Let's All do right. that. Where are we at right now? Let's take a look. Where are we at on on the grams right now? On the grams, we are at 1319. There you go. So guys, if you can get us up to 1400 followers on the gram, looks like the children are coming in. Yeah. Uh, for, <laughs> if you can get us up to 1400 on the gram, then I will do another giveaway. I like it. Right. Again, if you get us up to 700, I've already got a prize ready for the 700 followers on the Facebook. On the book Seven, 700 on Facebook, 1400 on Instagram. Let's go, people. Or you know what? Whichever one we get to first. I like it. Whichever one we get to first. If you get us to 1400 followers on Instagram, or if you get us to 700 followers on Facebook, I'm giving away the Ahsoka kit. So there we go. I like it. All right. So there we go. Uh, that all being said, and everything now, all the fun being done. Uh, James, you got any uh, any any pluggables? Any shows that we're doing pretty soon, or anything like that? Any 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 friends of the show? Um, I will say, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook or Twitch or YouTube at Distance Nerding all the way around, making it nice and easy. But you know, like um, we were we just talking to what's that? Do we, do we have a toy show coming up? Yeah, I was gonna say we were just talking to Andrew separately from Toy Fusion. Um, so one of us, both of us, will be at the Toy Fusion Toy Swap July 31st. Come hang out with us. We'll have some stickers. Give away some stickers. Um, I might be selling some Funko Pops. So Philippe will just be hanging out, you know, shaking babies and kissing hands and yeah. that whole business. It'll, it'll be great. Um, I just talked to Ark over at Kyber Cave. I think he's going to be there as well. Selling so get, your, get your sabers, people. So that'll be awesome. Um, Natalie, um, who was supposed to be on this past Monday, but she she uh, was busy. Um, she'll be there also selling some of her goods and whatnot so that's cool so we'll have a fun time at the toy fusion toy swap yeah and i was speaking of that but just piggybacking i was also talking to uh bex from sack geeks oh yeah and she'll probably have a booth at uh the toy fusion toy swap oh nice they're probably going to be attending or have a booth at the california republic comic-con it'll be fun by the way uh toy fusion if you're going to the state fair toy fusion has an exhibit of like i think it's called toytopia they donated a bunch of stuff for the fair and it's all on exhibit like a history of toys and collectibles and it's all at the fair right now here in sacramento was that the gi joe thing i saw they got, GI Joe, they got transformers they got a ton of stuff there yeah do you go to the fair i haven't yet uh oh, okay. that, that just started right i think it ends on the 31st so there's right. you got a few days at a week or so yeah, yeah yeah but yeah if you if you're at the fair go check it out toytopia at in the exhibit buildings it's put on boy put on by uh toy fusion so shout out to toy fusion hell yeah hell yeah well guys uh have something you want to discuss tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know on our facebook group the distance nerdings in post and don't forget Get if you have money burning a hole in your pocket and you're hungry and you want to buy a taco, buy us a taco. We're hungry. We love tacos. All you got to do to buy us a taco is join the taco party. Go to distancenerding.com or go to our Instagram and click on the link and buy us a taco. Set. And all, all that equates to is like more money for us to put back into the show, get more stickers, more shirts, more hats, more conventions, more Legos to give back to you. Exactly. It's more kits for me to buy to give to all 
all of you. Buy us a taco. The best way to do it. Five bucks if you want. Ten bucks if you want. You know, you can support us by buying a hat and wearing a hat, or you can just buy us a taco. It's all good. We appreciate everything you do to support the show. Exactly. And, you know, guys, we do this for you. So we continue to do this uh, to get all the information out to you uh, so that you guys can continue to have all the nerdy fun. So kudos to you. Kudos to the nerds out there uh, because we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you guys. Exactly. So don't forget, connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, all at Distance Nerding. And thanks. And let's let's keep nerding together. Yeah, You know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So that being said, guys, it's time for the dance party. Let's get this going. What am I? I don't. I don't know. Where'd my Where'd my leader one go? <laughs> go bots. I'm on my fancy light. Nobody said anything about my fancy light. Put your glasses. I got glasses back, and they stay on. <laughs> He's got glasses, people. Shout out to Raider Ray out there. Shout out to Tim Donaldson. Shout out to Andrew Miller. Our Jawa friends out there. Are you people in there? I can see you. And it's not it's not a good thing. You look terrible. Clean your room, guys. Get a hat, people. Get some sharks, people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.